Well, welcome back to Spanning the State on WTMJ. I am your host, Kristen Bry, along with Dan Schaefer, my guest co-host for today. And when you think of the word lobbyist, what do you think of, Dan? I, I think of almost a cartoonish depiction of somebody in the shadows handing money to somebody in a, in a, like a vacant parking lot or something like that. <laughs> you know, uh, it's always a very, uh, very negative connotation. When it you is bring an, up the word. It lobbyist. always a negative connotation. And I think of and probably think of not without reason. Big you know. pharma and big oil. But do you think brewers? Do you think? Quick trip? Do you think Children's Hospital of Wisconsin? <laughs> but joining us now to talk about who lobbies in Madison and how much they have been spending is Peter Cameron, who's the managing editor of the Badger Project. Welcome to the show, Peter. Hi, guys. Good to be here. So before we dive into who and how much, can you quickly, easily just summarize what lobbying is? Like, how does it work? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's so it's communication with legislators and people in government to try and influence legislation and government action. It's uh, a little bit more boring than, uh, you know, what you think of as legalized bribery. Um, Wisconsin, important to note, Wisconsin has very strict lobbying laws. So lobbyists cannot give anything of monetary value to the people they're lobbying, to legislators, to government officials, not even a cup of coffee. So that thing about, you know, like the, the stereotype of an envelope of cash going under the under the door or whatever, that's illegal in Wisconsin. They can't do that. They cannot do that. So there is not wads of cash being shoved in uh, our legislators' pockets. So this cartoonish, <laughs> not depiction, this cartoonish not depiction that I have in my mind of, of lobbyists pulling the strings and, and handing envelopes and making shading deals in parking garages, that's, that's not how it works in Wisconsin? They can make um, lobbyists can make campaign contributions, but they are restricted. So you or I can make a campaign contribution to any politician, any candidate at any time. Um, lobbyists can only do it during the campaign, so they can't do it um, in session. For you know, which would could could be a considered a bribe, maybe. If you, I'll give you a campaign contribution right now if you vote for this bill or give me this carve out or whatever. So they can do that. So let's not bury the lead. Which Looking at last year, which organizations spent the most money and how much did they spend? So the top lobbyist is uh, probably not that big of a surprise to, to people that pay attention to these kind of things. But it's the WMC, the Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce. That's basically the Chamber of Commerce in Wisconsin, very powerful group. Um, and they let's see, I've got the list in front of me. They, they spent about 900 grand, a little bit less than 900 grand. They have tons of of bills that they're interested in. So it's it's not that surprising that they're um, one of the top lobbyists, unlike, you know, some other groups on this list. Yeah, this certainly seems like the state's largest business lobby being being on the top of this list. I think, you you know, you at the Badger Project, you, this is a list that you do regularly, right? So I think, you know, in years past, they have topped uh, this list as well, correct? Yeah, they're generally in the the, the first the, the biggest spender as are the next two which is the wisconsin hospital association and the wisconsin realtors association and those again these aren't one issue groups like the like the milwaukee brewers are these are you know they have tons of of, of members and lots of different bills that they're trying to either promote or kill or get a little uh you know a, some language in a, a loophole whatever it is so there's just lots of uh intricacies for what they're trying to do so but in the top five 
is the Milwaukee Brewers, who spent last year just shy of $800,000. So when we, as we just established, it's not wads of cash. It's in into pockets. It's not bribery. It's only campaign donations during the campaign cycle. So when we say they're spending this much money, where does the money actually go to? What are they spending the money on when we think that? So the brewers, uh, you uh, you have to if you're a lobbyist, you have to register with, register with the state. The brewers have currently eight registered lobbyists, so that you're paying those people to. I mean, they get they need to go to committee meetings. They need to try and get in front of legislators and maybe the governor, probably the governor as well. So um, it's 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 a lot of prepping, and it's a lot of. I mean, I imagine sitting in committee meetings, traveling to these things, and just trying. I've I've spoke with lobbyists, and it's just hard sometimes to get in front of, of legislators. They're busy. They might not want to talk to you as well. So it's, again, not that exciting, but it's just trying to, to get your face time with, with these busy people. So it's basically the pain, the people who are doing the work, like it's their salaries? Uh, that's part of it, yeah. Okay. That's part of it. I mean, they have to report everything that they, the, the money they spend and, and the hours they spend, which is on the list as well. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting list uh, that that you were able to put together. Uh, it also shows, you know, how effective lobbying can be. It, this is this is kind of an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people in a lot of ways, uh, and just how effective uh, that lobbying can be. But you mentioned that the Milwaukee Brewers rose uh, into the top ranks here, and and obviously one of the biggest bills that passed in the state legislature over the past two-year cycle was the bill to fund maintenance and upgrades at uh, American Family Field. You know, so what type of work uh, were the brewers doing, you know, behind the scenes with with some of these lobbying efforts in Madison? How exactly, you know, does this work? And, and were you surprised uh, to see the brewers jump up so much from, from past years? One one thing I point out, I mean, is that the Bucks did this as well when they were, I think, 2015. I don't remember the exact year, but they got some money for the Pfizer forum. And they um, they haven't lobbied at all since they got that money. So, uh, I mean, are the brewers going to continue lobbying now that they've got their their money? So uh, one thing, uh, so they spent about $800,000 this year lobbying, paying their lobbyists to to get what they wanted. And they got about, what did they get, $365 million, something like that. So, I think altogether uh, through, pretty, from the state and locals, it was close to $500 million, right? Yeah, from the count, they got from Milwaukee County and the city of Milwaukee as well, but from the state about 365, I right, think. Right, right. So, yeah, good return on investment. But, I mean, yeah, again, as far as what they're doing, it's, it's, it's not that interesting. It's just getting, it's just getting in front of, of these legislators negotiating. Um, yeah, and, and, and figuring out what, what's going to be in the, the end bill. It's just a lot of that kind of thing. I'm trying to remember there was in the, in the Brewers bill where they got this money, they also added on, they tacked on surcharges onto, onto tickets. And so there's, you know, a lot of back and forth. How much money are they going to get? It's a, a lot of minutia. A lot of minutia. We're talking to Peter Cameron, who's the managing editor of the Badger Project, which is a nonpartisan, nonprofit investigative journalism outlet in Wisconsin. We're going to take a break. He'll be with us when we come back. This is Spanning the State on WTMJ.
Welcome back to Spanning the State on WTMJ. I'm your host, Kristen Bry, along with Dan Schaefer. And we're talking to Peter Cameron, managing editor of the Badger Project, about the effectiveness of lobbying in Wisconsin. Now, Peter, we just outlined the story of a pretty good return on investment for the Milwaukee Brewers, who spent more than a million, about a million and a half dollars over the past nine years, ended up getting a lot of money from the state. Is there any other, in reporting on this, was there any other through lines you you saw that the return on investment was similar as far as how much money was spent by any of these organizations and what they got out of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, the broad one. So the, uh, this is one that, that is probably well, maybe better for pe- for the average Joe, the average Jane, is the county of Milwaukee uh, did did a lot of lobbying. And they, they generally do, as did the Wisconsin Counties Association and the League of Wisconsin Municipalities. All um, they were all. Uh, lobbying for shared revenue, which is uh, an, in, an increase from the state. Um, so all, every local government across the state got an increase in state funding. And that's really helping out with things like potholes and, and black topping roads and, and planting shrubs and trees and things. So that's something that, that where you can see your, I mean, these lobbying dollars going to help local governments and, and the average person. Um, and just another, I mean, Marquette University lobbies a lot. University of Wisconsin lobbies a lot. And University of Wisconsin, especially, they're, they're trying to get capital projects. They're trying to get buildings built and things like that. And then uh, just one other thing I wanted to note is that uh, the Koch brothers are sort of the, the right-wing boogeyman. They're on here um, in a different, a couple different places. There's the um, Americans for Prosperity, which is their political action group. And there's also Koch Government Affairs. So they have various groups that are in uh, Wisconsin legislation. Uh, in the Wisconsin legislature trying to get things that they want and, and, and kill things that they don't want. I think it's an interesting point to look back because you mentioned the counties association you mentioned the brewers, you know, this is kind of a snapshot of what some of the big bills were in the last legislative session, a session that is now wrapping up. So I think this reporting, this nonprofit uh, investigative work that you do at the Bradger project is really important to shining a light on just how the sausage gets made. And I appreciate uh, the work that you're all doing there. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. You can check out this report and all the other investigations that the Badger Project is doing at thebadgerproject.org. Peter Cameron, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Now, Dan, we had a question come in on the WTMJ talk and text line that it was something that we actually talked about last week. Someone texted in saying, how much merit is there to the Tavern League keeping the cannabis prohibition status quo? And you can actually answer that question. Yeah, that was. We're already calling back to previous episodes of Spatting the State here. Yeah, this was a, a topic that I've written about uh, in the past. Uh, was trying to figure out, you know, what, who exactly is blocking uh, marijuana legalization in the state. Everybody always brings up the Tavern League, and the Tavern League was not registered as a as a lobbyist uh, in opposition to any marijuana legalization efforts. People might have opinions of the Tavern League for for a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the their uh, opposition to uh, how did the texter phrase it marijuana pro- prohibition uh, was uh, cannabis, not, prohibition. cannabis prohibition. Got to get the terminology correct here. Um, I, I, I think their uh, their support of that uh, might not actually be so true based on uh, based on some of the lobbying records. And, and I think uh, probably uh, Peter and the folks at the Badger Project uh, have seen that as well. Was there any? organizations on this list that surprised you 
as someone who follows politics and legislation very closely? Now, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot surprising, but I, but I do think it's interesting when you see, you know, the the companies from Wisconsin that you you know might not associate with, uh, you know, the the grinding the gears of the political process and all that, but you see something like Quick Trip or Children's mm-hmm. Hospital or or somebody like that. I think it's always interesting to see, you know, just how connected these companies are, not only just in our day to day lives as Wisconsinites, but connected to the political process in Madison as well. One of the more interesting articles I read recently is that parents need a lobbying group. And, you know, you think of ARP, right? Yeah. And you think of ARP and the organiza- organization they have to advocate for their members in legislation that affects aging populations. And I saw a really interesting article about being able to create a lobbying firm that organizes around legislation that affects parents. And we see it a lot just in the state of Wisconsin right now when we talk about child care and paid family leave and things that we find it harder and harder as parent, a new parent of a young baby. You have two young children. And I, I don't even know what would go into creating that. Like who would organize that? How would it be funded? And that's kind of the other things that get advocated for that maybe don't have a voice right now in an organized well-funded way we need like an exhausted parents lobbying group when we're up at three in the morning trying to get our kids back to sleep uh you know the, what type of issues speak to that demographic what, you know? what's the fun acronym we could come up with for that group and the the fun ways like bills get that into washington and, and that are always an acronym for the save dairy yeah. act or something like that that actually yeah. spells out dairy <laughs> yeah there's always T- tmi with those too many or tma T- too many acronyms exactly Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, coming up on Spanning the State, Wisconsin women pilots of the past and the future. I am Kristen Bry. He is Dan Schaefer. Signing Unlimited News Time is 1.30. ABC News and local headlines are next.